Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and your Catching Up With series. Who do we have? Of our pal, a member of the Day Listener Group. Believe it or not, of our podcast, that would be 2021 IndyCar champion from Chip Ganassi Racing, Alex Pillow, coming off his Formula One debut, Free Practice One, last weekend at Circuit of the Americas, United States Grand Prix. He was quick like a bunny, looked like the happiest guy in the world. Just wanted to connect with Alex to get the inside story of how things went, what went on behind the wheel that impressed him, number of other aspects about this opportunity with McLaren Racing presented by Zach Brown. So let's get going with Polo. All brought to you here by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. Hey, Alex Polo, you look like you got the most, and I do mean the most out of your free practice one experience with McLaren racing last Friday at circuit of the Americas. Now that you've had a couple of days to reflect, to go through a full weekend, uh, with the team and embedded and such having driven, uh, the MCL 36 Mercedes, uh, on Friday, give me some general thoughts. Just looking back on the weekend before we maybe drill into some, some finer points. Yeah, I tried, man. I tried to get everything um, that we had during practice and out of practice as well. And yeah, back home now uh, in Indy. And yeah, man, it's, uh, it was uh, an amazing weekend, an amazing week overall. Um, obviously, it was super special to, to get the opportunity to do an FP1. Um, it's super cool to drive an F1 car privately, but it's not the same as if you do it uh, officially with other cars on track, uh, in front of people and even more special if you do it here in us. Um, but man, yeah, got to experience, um, how the team works, got to experience all the social, uh, media things they have to do, uh, all these kind of, um, amazing sunglasses that they go around with in the paddock in F1, uh, which maybe I'll buy a pair of those. Well, is there a um, brand or just a general look? Cause it seems like very colorful and reflective. I think exactly. No, I don't think there's a brand. You just have to go for, um, it, it has to be special either, uh, the, the, the color or either how it looks, uh, it has to be really, really special. So it's, I'm sure it's not easy to find. Um, but I can find some for you if you want. I have a wide head. That's my problem. I, I can't just put on any old pair of glasses, but yeah, maybe <laughs> can I can, maybe I can tape a couple of pairs together and that would work. But yeah. So also uh, I'm guessing this would be a bit of a, a change for you. So you're obviously accustomed to race day or race weekend at the Indianapolis 500, the amazing zillions amounts of, of fans there and all that spectacle, that's a once-in-a-lifetime type experience. Tell me about what it was like being at COTA with, I think what they announced was an all-time record across all three days combined. 440,000 or so people went through uh, the gates. Now, granted, I'm not saying 440 thousand individuals is probably a lot of the same person going through three days in a row but regardless yeah outside of indy brother i'm guessing that might have been the craziest turnout to deal with what was it like being in the middle of that plus having folks wanting to talk to you and get your picture and ask questions 
Yeah, so I mean, let's start with Indy 500. Indy 500, there's, um, it's it's the best day ever. Um, the the race itself, the fans, and there's nothing like it. So starting with that, now let's move on to an F1 race weekend like Coda, which is just a normal race, like it would be um, a normal uh, season race for us. Um, and it was pretty unbelievable the amount of people they got already on thursday and then on friday and it was just crazy on saturday and sunday since like 8 a.m um at the track so it was it was pretty special um to be already like um i've been part of of the fans uh when i was a kid um but being from inside it looked really really cool and also with the access i got uh it was the first time i was able to be at the uh, pit lane. It was the first time I was able to be at the grid, um, at the pit wall during the sessions with the engineer. So the access I got was uh, pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, there was some people that recognized me. There was some people that um, were shouting Lando when they were seeing me, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not Lando. Um, and the 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 funniest thing was that on Thursday I did the uh, track walk with the engineers and there was these trailers with people standing doing the truck uh, ride as well and there was like probably I don't know 60 people on every trailer um, and then the announcer would say oh there's is the McLaren guys and probably it's Lando and everybody would, would start shouting Lando and then when I would turn up they would be you could hear like oh no like, I was no Lando <laughs> yeah but um, it was fun it was fun maybe I don't know yeah there was some people that recognized me which that was cool um, and I had I had a blast that's amazing yes one other general question before getting into some of the uh, the specifics you and your dad right you are someone you're a grown man married champion you know you've although you're young you've done a lot of things you've been grown up uh in your own person for a long long time but you've always had your your father with you uh on this journey i hope he was there with you i don't know if he was he I was hope. not oh so i wanted to ask he about was not that. able to be here yeah that was pretty sad so he's been um yeah, many people would know from TV that he's uh, he's been on a lot of races with me in US over the years. He's been my mechanic in go-karts. So he's been uh, everybody in my family, but I mean, he's been uh, there with own hands. And um, I tried, couldn't uh, make it work. Um, and, and it was sad, but uh, it's all right. Man, it, it was not meant to be. Um, I'm guessing I there was a lot of FaceTiming kind of stuff. Did you have your yeah, phone in the course, car? Yeah. Kind of held up talking uh, to him no. while you were lapping? No. No, but I did like part of track walk. Um, I showed him some stuff. And obviously he he was able to follow on TV and he was, um, he was super happy. Like I could feel that he was really proud. So, um, yeah, unfortunately he was not able to be at the track. Um, but, uh, yeah. And maybe another time if I have another chance, who knows? So Friday, what is the process like for you getting into the circuit, getting yourself ready in terms of engineering meetings or strategy for this FP one? 
And for those who aren't super close followers of Formula One, absolutely normal for teams. There's actually a little bit of a requirement, but totally normal throughout a season for teams to, not at every race by any means, but at select events, have different drivers placed into one of their their race seats, right? It's not like the team puts an extra car out there for folks to do free practice one. Uh, You're out. uh, You're actually in Daniel Ricciardo's car. He's sat out that FP1. You're out there. There's a mission in mind. This isn't necessarily McLaren saying, hey, Alex, we want you to live your dreams. Go do whatever you want for a session. There's a plan, right? There's There's a whole schedule a run plan that they come up with that you get prepared for and there's also the hey we want to see how this guy does right uh, ended up going out there with for stopping and hamilton and everyone else before we talk about you and your your session in the car tell folks what it was like getting into the track and then getting kind of jumped into uh, the event behind the scenes and meetings with engineers and everybody else yeah, so obviously before um, I got to a track like Monday, Tuesday, we had some meetings uh, on uh, Zoom and stuff with the engineers knowing what the plan was going to be, um, what the um, our targets were um, and all that stuff. So I already got like a little bit of preparation. Then on Thursday was big preparation, uh, seat feed, that making sure that every everything was fine uh real meetings of like okay this is you're gonna go out uh, and then you're gonna do this that and that um and then on friday um i had a lot of stuff to do because i was doing like all the racing driver stuff which was meetings driving in fp1 meetings after but i was also doing uh all the media things with uh, as a I don't know, as a support driver or however we call it, but I was doing uh, VAP laps on a road car. I was doing, um, yeah, interviews here and there. So I had like a lot of stuff to do. Um, But to be honest, I woke up on Friday uh, knowing that it was going to be an amazing day. And I I think I'm in a point in my life that I was not nervous and I just enjoyed uh, a lot because... I've been through situations a lot worse than having the opportunity to drive a Formula One car. Um, <laughs> and That's a beautiful uh, way of putting just, it, by the way. Yeah, I just, I I didn't know how I was, how was going to wake up, but I woke up and I was feeling so comfortable and so ready to enjoy everything, like my ride to the track, entering the track, saying hello, and... Uh, getting to this meeting, doing some photos, getting into a car. And it was like, come on, I just got this opportunity. Um, I I don't, I mean, well, I'm a racing driver. I'm here to show what I'm able to do. But I mean, I know what I'm able to do with the car I really race, which is IndyCar. So whatever happens, I don't care. Like everybody's going to see um, where, where I where I've got uh, my dad, my wife, uh, all my family, everybody that's been supporting me. So let's enjoy. So I did that. Enjoyed a lot. Um, I I was super happy all day. Um, and and it was pretty special. So, yeah, it was, uh, I think I, we did everything we could, to be honest. I don't think I could have done a lot better um it was only an hour i had to do a lot of 
stuff uh, for for the team, uh, collecting some data the first 10 minutes. And that's aero data. They put a bunch of uh, fences, yep. sensors on the car, which make the car a lot slower. But also you cannot push. You just have to go through it certain speed on yep. the straights all the steady um, speed but so you're they doing can get, that yeah. exactly um but you're doing that during the first 10 minutes um so you're losing already 15 minutes 10 on track and five uh taking all the sensors out and then my work uh as a just racing driver started uh, and i was able to do some qualifying laps and then a long run but yeah the session went by super fast um i had i had a lot of fun Nothing went wrong, so yeah, I'm I'm really happy for how my Friday went. One of the things that I thought was cool was there's the, I guess I'd call it iconic uh, image footage that we see at every F1 round of the camera, video, you know, TV cameras, whatnot, pointing into the garage, whatever team. All the teams have their garage spaces set up in a you know the same manner from track to track, uh, very well organized. And just the idea um, of this Formula One car sitting in there, almost caged, waiting to spring out of it and be directed on track to go do the amazing high-performance things it was meant to do. Was there anything about that, about getting strapped into the car, sitting there waiting to be directed out? uh for the first time where you're like okay this is like the stuff i see on tv but i'm i'm in the show now i don't know if you had any of that sensation but at least watching it i was like man i'm really oh, happy yeah. for alex to absolutely get this. yeah 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 absolutely i mean like the moments before when you start getting ready and there's these cameras pointing at you and you're like oh yeah this this is what i see normally on fridays uh and then um, the best moment for me is when you have the chief mechanic looking at you and he tells everybody to take the tire heaters out yeah. and to start the engine and I, and you're like, oh yeah, it's go time. <laughs> um, so that's the most, uh, yeah, that's I think the best moment and the moment I said, oh man, this is real. Um, so yeah, I, it's it's pretty special for, for um, a guy like me that, um has seen it so many times on tv um it was pretty pretty cool let's talk about getting down to business alex in terms of speed so you did multiple runs on uh, the medium compound tires we know that towards the end of the session lando got to go uh in our basically got to go softer set of tires those obviously producing uh, better lap times but at least for looking at where the two of you were at on the same compound i know or if i remember correctly you got two runs on uh new sets of uh of the mediums and lando got one but regardless at, as long as the two of you were on the same compound uh, if I remember, you ended this ended that stage about three tenths behind him, and I know that that was something that had me doing happy dances. Not only for you and you <laughs> being able to demonstrate that you know in truly le uh, equal level um, situation that just in your very first session you could be incredibly close to uh, the kid that everybody you know believes is is one of the finer talents in F one. 
But I also, Alex, did a happy dance for the home team, the home team being IndyCar, uh, saying, hey, see, we know this guy's pretty darn good. I spoke with Colton Herta this morning, and he said the same thing. He was like, yeah, that guy gave him the business. Like, he, he really showed him or showed everyone that, yes, uh, don't sleep on IndyCar talent. Tell me about that part. I know you weren't there to try and show up a teammate. I know that wasn't your focus, but I'm guessing you had to be happy that at least while you and Lando were on the same tires, you got incredibly close to uh, his best lap time. Yeah, I was pretty pretty happy with how it went. Actually, I only got one set of mediums all session. I, oh, I apologize. I, I thought two. it was two. Yeah, come on, Marshall. I know. Come Look, on. I'm not good at my job. You know this and accept this. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay, okay. But, yeah, it was, um, I mean, as uh, as I said before, and I knew that the, the my program was not to go fast and show, oh, yeah, look, I'm here to go fast. Um, obviously, I'm a racing driver, and I wanted to compare, and I wanted to go fast, um, and I tried that. So I, I got all the data that the team needed the first 10 minutes, and then I tried to go as fast as possible. But obviously, the Pirelli tires, we know, um, that they are not as uh, um, as what we are used to here in in the U.S., where you can have multiple laps. You only have like two or three laps, maybe. Mm. Yeah, two two laps, two good laps, maybe. Um, and it was a new car for me. Uh, drove the 2021 car, but uh, 2022 car was different. Um, and you, it's not your car, so you know that <laughs> in two hours later, Daniel has to go in that car, so you don't want to smash the car. And at the beginning of the session, there was one of the drivers that was taking uh, another seat, uh, smashed the car in the wall, and I was like, oh, man, I mean, it's not that difficult to put it on the fence. So, um, yeah, I, we, were, we were close. We were, yeah, three-tenths off. Lando on the same uh, compound, which was great, um, and I felt that was the the most I could do with what we had. Um, the team was happy. We did the long run afterwards, which was great as well. Um, so yeah, we went fast, and I think we, it's what you said. It's it's not only important for myself, um, which was great, but I think as a series, it's like, hey, um, man, there's there's a lot of talent here. It's not like I destroy everybody in every single uh, race in IndyCar. Nobody does. So that means that uh, a lot of drivers could do the job um, I've done in Austin. So um, hopefully that opens more doors in the future for IndyCar drivers. That would be amazing. Um, and yeah, I was, I was happy. Tell me about stepping out of the car. Alex and and thinking about the experience, obviously debriefs and whatnot with the whole team, engineers downloading everything um, with them, and where you went from there, because I, I believe I think it was FP two or maybe it have been FP three, but I believe Sky Sports had you in the booth, and that was uh, um, uh, great to see you there sharing some insights, and it sounded like. You, it, it could be wrong, but it sounded like there was a, a air or a sense of that was really amazing. Uh, I'm glad and thankful to McLaren and everybody for being able to do it. 
I'm not expecting to continue doing this. I, I'm not necessarily expecting to be racing in Formula One. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but there seemed to be or what I interpreted as that was amazing and I'd love to do more of it. But if I don't get a chance to do more FP1s or race here, uh, I'm happy at least with what I was able to show. Is that anything at all accurate or am I wrong again? Yeah, so after FP1 did a bunch of stuff uh, like TV here, TV there. Uh, as I said, hot laps with some customers and that was amazing. I had a ton of fun just driving around um, and, and making people um, having a great time around Coda. Um, but yeah, it's true, man. I, I was happy with the job I did. Um, I, I had fun with the car, with the track. I think it's a spectacular track for that car. Um, I think I did the job I had to do. Um, so I was super happy. Um, and then the opportunity again, I mean, everyone it's, it was, it's, it's, it's the fastest car on earth i believe or fastest single seater on a road car i don't know on a road track i don't know how to explain it no that, um, that's accurate but, for sure yeah um so you want to try one of those cars you want to be there you want to feel how it is and and it was it was as amazing as it as you could imagine um so i was happy with the, the opportunity but it's right that there's no more um feature test or feature FP1s. There is one for Pato, which is going to be great at Abu Dhabi last race, but there's no more than that. So um, I'm happy with the opportunity I got. Um, I think I learned a lot of stuff for IndyCar and my job is to race IndyCars and try and win another championship. So um, I'm glad that Ganassi allowed me to, to do that because it's been an amazing opportunity for me. Um, and I could have not done it without their permission so it's been great um who knows maybe we do a bunch more but maybe it's it's the last one but i think we did the job we had to do um and and i'll be happy if i don't have another chance it's not that i'm gonna be like oh my god this uh, i think i deserve more no man i don't deserve anything i think i have everything um and i already got my opportunity to drive an F1 car on an official practice. So I'm, I'm cool. That's amazing. One or two more quick things, Alex. So with this new F1 formula for 2022, cars are bigger. Cars are heavier. And I say that not to the detriment of F1, but because it brings them size wise and weight wise closer than we've pretty much ever had at least for the last 50 ish years uh to indy cars in terms of an indy car size and weight granted indy car still weighs uh, a little bit more i'm curious though we're looking to the future with indy car we know that we're going hybrid here in 2024 we know more weight's going to be coming to the back of the car if you're having to download to a Jay Fry or the folks at Delara or whomever about, Hey, I've had a chance to, uh, to drive this 2022 era hybrid formula one car. Here are some of the driving attributes, uh, that I really like that you might consider, uh, if we start thinking towards a new IndyCar chassis, 
just knowing that we're closer than ever size and weight wise, are there any things about the car just performance wise, how it behaved or like, Ooh, those are a couple things I might share with uh, the IndyCar side to think about when they come up with their next chassis. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a big, big difference between any car I drove in my life to an F1. It's the biggest step I ever felt. I tested F2, I tested Super Formula, I tested Super GT, DTM, IndyCar. Um, I tested a, a, a bunch of cars and this is the biggest step by far I ever felt. Um, it's true that it's also the biggest step on budget. So you have to take that into account. You cannot pr pretend to have um, the, the, the same uh, the same car with 10 times less budget or yeah. 100 times less budget. I don't know exactly the numbers, but it's huge, um, there's big, yeah, it's huge. So, um, but I mean, if we don't take that into account, um, the car is super fast and it's super fast on acceleration. The amount of power you get from the hybrid system, it's incredible. And also from just the engine. And then the downforce, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to, to even put it in your head. Like one of the tougher things for me was to trust how deep I could break, how fast I could go on uh, high speed corners, because yeah, the car has so much grip. Like you feel that there's no way it can go fast, but it can, yeah, I don't think I got to the limit, obviously. Um, so it's uh, it's super fast. I think in IndyCar would be great if we could have more power. Uh, a little bit less weight would be welcome, but at the same time, we're racing ovals, which you need more security. I think if you put an F1 in an oval and you crash, you can just yeah forget about the driver, the stickers, and everything. Um, so you need the weight in IndyCar, but a little bit more power would be welcome. Um, a little bit more downforce would be welcome as well, just to go faster. I think we're too close to um, the junior series that we have uh, in the road to Indy, um, which they have great cars, but I think we would need a little bit of a step there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we could do that and maintain the racing that we get in IndyCar, great. If we can, it's okay. We still have good racing, but I think... Uh, a little bit of an upgrade would be very welcome for all the drivers um, and, and the fans as well. They like to see uh, newer cars. I think with the air screen, the car looks pretty cool. Um, and we could do a new one that looked amazing and that would be faster uh, if we put the engine that they have in mind a little bit less weight. So, yeah, let's see what the future holds. I know it's tough. I know uh the budget differences uh but still i think we could uh throw in a little bit more power and downforce to the car i just had a great idea we got to get the name of those sunglasses manufacturers and we could have them do the arrow screen and all those different reflective colors see oh I yes i think we just we just made the car better um <laughs> i think so i think so i just show up to san Petersburg with i don't know crazy sunglasses yeah, you need to be changing. And I expect everybody, and I expect everybody to talk about my sunglasses. Yes, once an hour, you need to change to something new. So, I love the plan there. Let's close on this. So, there was uh, that crazy Swede, that teammate of yours who won the Indy Five Hundred. He was there. 
Hinch was there, part of the F1 uh, TV broadcast yeah. team. Um, Will Buxton told me that, boy, they just loved having him and hope to have him back for some more. Uh, I know Connor That's Daly. That's trouble for us, man. I know. We cannot lose him. We I cannot lose him. Totally He's agree. He's too good. Um, okay. Connor Daly was there. I don't know if I saw a new garden. I thought I might've seen him, but I assume that there were more IndyCar drivers. I know Jay Fry was there from IndyCar. Tell me about after your run, whether it was some of the folks that, you know, or friends or teammates or whatever from the paddock who, uh, got a chance to see you or those who, who reached out to you. I'm hoping there were a number of folks from kind of your full-time IndyCar family who were, uh, want to connect and tell you good job. Oh, yeah, I got some messages from uh, people that was not there uh, from the IndyCar paddock and especially drivers, which was great. Um, Connor, Connor was there. I mean, Connor is everywhere, but Connor sure. was there. He was super happy um, and spoke to him a lot. Um, same with Hinge. Uh, so Marcus. So, yeah, I got, got a lot of feedback from them. I think they were all happy. I think the community we have here in uh, in IndyCar is super special, and I think it's great that uh, we support each other a lot. Um, if it's for the benefit of uh, of the series and ourselves, um, so yeah, I I I think it was great to have so many people there that I knew and that they were uh, cheering for us. So um, yeah, hopefully one of them they get the chance as well to prove themselves um, in uh, in in an FP1 or another session. The first member of the Prude listener group to participate in a formula one event. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. big stuff. Did you get to keep like that's, your suit? That's pretty cool. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. it's easily yeah. the best part of anything I do related to the podcast, but do you get to keep the suit and all that kind of stuff? Is that getting framed? No. Don't tell me they took that. They took everything, man. Yeah. I, I, I kept a polo. They don't know, but I kept polo, a team polo and a hat. So hopefully they don't listen to this, but uh, yeah, I kept I kept the polo and the hat, um, and yeah, I I mean I'm that just okay means that, that just I, means they're planning on having you back and you don't know it. Um, otherwise, we'll talk to Zach. We'll get him to uh, send you a little Christmas present. Well, man, yeah, the suit will be cool. Congratulations, right? Not just for the fact of taking part in an F one event. I mean that you know that doesn't move the needle. The fact that you were so darn quick. Jensen Button was uh, commentating during FP1, and I, I don't have his number, but uh, I'm somewhat old friends with uh, his co-host there, uh, driver analyst Anthony Davidson. So I was sending Ant some notes, trying to pass him along from Ant to a Jensen, because yeah. Jensen kept saying that, oh, he's overdriving the car. You had a oversteer yeah. moment or two. And, and I saw that. And you I can't, that. You can't <laughs> drive these cars like an indie car and da-da-da. And I'm just sending Ant some text like, hey, I know you didn't say this. Maybe share this with Jensen. But, yeah, Alex isn't applying his, his indie car driving style. He's one of the smoothest, you know, his speed does not come from opposite lock he's one of the sneakiest smoothest fastest guy ever, drivers you're going to find he's just driving it like an f1 car that makes sense to him so i don't think that made it to air but it was a little funny that jensen thought you were just abusing the car like you do an indy car and i'm like no nah, man this dude's yeah, hands are smooth i know i found that super funny as well because i saw that clip um where i think there, it's out of turn one that we're a bit sideways yep, yep. um but man it's not my fault if there's more power than <laughs> i expect and suddenly those rear wheels spin um but still 
uh, it was funny that our long run was really, really good. So um, we we made it. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fun clip. So cool. Happy for you, brother. Proud of you. It's so awesome to see it go well and uh, look forward to whatever the next adventure in this amazing life of yours brings. Thank you so much, Marshall.